Hey friends, I'm Jeremy Hearn, and welcome to the Saint Friends Podcast, a podcast for Catholics, non-Catholics, and really anyone interested in learning about the lives of some ordinary people who lived extraordinary lives and answered God's call to holiness. Today's Saint Friend has the unique distinction of being the first American-born saint named by the Church. She was just about two years old when the Declaration of Independence was written, was 10 when the American Revolution ended, and was alive for the presidencies of George Washington, John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, and James Monroe. To say she was a literal daughter of the Revolution would be an understatement. Oh, and she was also a convert to Catholicism, started one of the most important religious schools in early America, and founded the first American Catholic orphanage. Come walk the streets of post-colonial America with our new saint friend, Elizabeth Ann Seton. Elizabeth Ann Bailey was born in New York City on August 28, 1774, to Dr. Richard Bailey and his wife, Catherine. Dr. Bailey was the very first professor of anatomy at Columbia University and an important health officer for the Port of New York, while his wife, Catherine, was the daughter of an Anglican minister on Staten Island. Catherine died when Elizabeth was three years old, leaving Dr. Bailey to care for three young daughters. He remarried a woman named Charlotte Amelia Barclay, a daughter of the Roosevelt family. Yes, that Roosevelt family, American history buffs. And they had five more children. As a family, they were devoutly Anglican, though Dr. Bailey rarely attended church with everyone else. Elizabeth was primarily taught by her father, who fostered in her a love of reading, and she took extensive notes on everything, especially her two favorite subjects, history and religion. She particularly loved reading from the book of Psalms. On January 25, 1794, Elizabeth married William McGee Seton at St. Paul's Church in New York. She quickly became close friends with her sister-in-law, Rebecca, and together they began doing missions of mercy, calling themselves the Protestant Sisters of Charity. In 1798, Elizabeth's father-in-law died, leaving her and her husband to look after a large orphaned family of all ages. And two years later, Elizabeth's own father, Dr. Bailey, died. Elizabeth was really concerned for his salvation and drew even further into her faith. Adding to her anxiety, in 1803, Elizabeth's husband became really sick, and it was thought that the best remedy could be found back in Europe. So Elizabeth, her husband, and their oldest daughter, boarded a ship headed across the Atlantic. Their other four children were left in the care of Elizabeth's sister-in-law, Rebecca. On their long voyage across the sea, Elizabeth worked tirelessly to keep her husband's spirits up and then while they were quarantined after landing. Sadly, Elizabeth's husband, William, died in Pisa, Italy, two days after Christmas in 1803. Elizabeth and her daughter chose to stay in Italy for a short time with some friends of theirs. Well, Sunday came, and the devout Anglican mother and daughter wanted to go to church, but there wasn't really an Anglican church around in Italy, 
So they went with their friends to the only church they could, the Catholic Church. And Elizabeth began to fall in love with the tradition and the beauty of the liturgy. The mother-daughter duo returned home at the beginning of June 1804, and Elizabeth's good friend and sister-in-law Rebecca died the next month. After half a decade of those closest to her dying, Elizabeth was really having a hard time spiritually, so she threw herself deeper into prayer. Remember how she liked to write everything down? Well, we have her daily prayer at that time. Quote, If I'm doing what is right, thy grace impart, still in the right to stay. If I'm doing what is wrong, O oh, teach my heart to find the better way. End quote. On March 14, 1805, Ash Wednesday that year, Elizabeth was baptized at St. Peter's Church on Barclay Street in New York, and 11 days later, she made her first communion. Elizabeth had very little money left from her husband's fortune, thanks to the trips across the Atlantic and caring for the children, but her staunchly Anglican family wanted nothing to do with her after she would stoop so low as to convert to Catholicism, of all things. In 1806, Cecilia Seton, the younger and still surviving sister-in-law of Elizabeth came to her and told her that she was very sick but wanted to convert to Catholicism like Elizabeth had. After Cecilia recovered from her illness, Elizabeth helped her through the conversion process. Oh, and those Italian friends she had stayed with while in Europe? They paid for Elizabeth's sons to attend Georgetown University. Elizabeth, at this point, wanted to move to a convent in Canada where she could teach in order to support her three daughters. But at the suggestion of a priest from St. Mary's Seminary in Baltimore, she opened a school for girls next to the seminary. She essentially lived as a religious nun, wearing the traditional habit of the nuns in Italy. Over the next few years, she founded a school for poor children, took private vows as a religious, and established a religious community that would oversee the school for the poor. The former Protestant Sister of Charity saw this as her chance to learn from the real Sisters of Charity of the St. Vincent de Paul Society in France. The French sisters were invited to come to America and teach the community there, but were forbidden by Napoleon. Yes, really, Napoleon. In 1814, the sisters took over an orphanage in Philadelphia, making it the first Catholic orphanage in the United States. Elizabeth was continually elected as the mother of the religious community, despite her protests. After her third election, she suffered a heart attack and died on January 4, 1821. Elizabeth Ann Seton was canonized by Pope Paul VI on September 14, 1975. Thanks for joining me today as we've talked about Elizabeth Ann Seton. Just a reminder to leave us a review Reach out to us by email at saintfriendspodcast at gmail.com or on social media at saintfriendspod. Of course, you can always visit us at our website, saintfriends.com. And finally, we ask for the prayers of our new saint friend. Elizabeth had no extraordinary gifts. She didn't have visions of Jesus or prophesy or speak in tongues. All she did was abandon her life to the will of God and love the Eucharist of the Catholic Church. Her style of simple sanctity is something that all of us can do if we love God and seek to do His will every day. We say together, St. Elizabeth Ann Seton, pray for us.